0: Welcome to our podcast. I'm Daphne. And I'm Gina. And this is This Week in Skating. This episode, we're talking
1: all things the U.S. Championships. Yes! (laughs) We are so excited to be heading out to San Jose. Daphne's going out there a little bit before I am, but I will be out there next week. All of our friends are going to be out there. I know a lot of our listeners are going to be out there as well. So, really excited to be heading to San Jose for Nationals and hopefully, as we've been saying, this will be a normal Nationals. Yes. And it will feel like the Nationals we're used to.
0: I hope so. Um, I'm really looking forward to it. There's something special about the U.S. Championships. I know we've talked about it before. I think Jackie has mentioned it before um, on the podcast when we interviewed him earlier in the season. It's like a reunion. So Mm -hmm. I think the skaters get to see all their friends. And then we as media get to see all of our friends. So it's just great.
1: So we're going to talk a little bit about each of the disciplines and what we think may happen, what we can, what to anticipate, who to watch for, just a little bit of to get you ready to watch the competition in San Jose. Um, San Jose was the site of the U.S. Championships in 2018. So just five years later, we are heading back to San Jose again. But we will start here with the men. And this is going to be the first time in six years that the national champion in the men's event will not be Nathan Chen. Now, just an interesting note. I went. To everyone except the COVID one of the nationals for Nathan. So every nationals that Nathan won, I was there except 2021 when no one was there except cardboard cutouts and the skaters. But 2017, 2018, 2019, 2020, and 2022, I was there for Nathan to win. So this is going to be different for me. I'm excited that I'm going to see a new national champion for the men. Um, also noting Vincent Joe will not be competing. Um, we don't know what Vincent's doing, but Vincent will not be competing at nationals. So it really is going to kind of come between Ilya Mullenin and Jason Brown. I think that's my thoughts is I, you know, I, Ilya's going to come out with the quad axle. I'm assuming we're going to see it in San Jose, he's going to be coming to look to win his senior first senior title. Um I think technically he's going to have has the advantage over Jason, but Jason, the artistry and everything that Jason is going to bring, um Jason is looking to win his first national title since 2015. And let's just talk about Jason. Jason is We didn't expect Jason, I think. A lot of us didn't expect Jason was going to compete at Nationals. So that's so exciting that we get to see Jason compete. Um, And, you know, we had Jason on the podcast, and he talked about going back to San Jose because, if you remember, San Jose holds some, you know, memories of not making that Olympic team in 2018. Um, So, he talked about how he's looking past that and is ready to head into San Jose with a clear mindset, and I'm looking forward to seeing his programs. Going to miss him in the media with us, but I'm glad yes, we're going to <laughs> we're gonna get to see him. Also, Camden Polkinen. Now, he had good memories in, in the SAP Center in 2018. He won his junior title, Um, So he's hoping that good luck is going to help him win his first senior medal. Um, So I'm looking forward to seeing Camden. I'm also looking forward to seeing the return of Andrew Torgashev. Now Daphne this is his first national since 2020 we haven't seen him recently um he finished second at Eastern Sectionals to qualify for nationals so i am looking forward to seeing him back um on the national scene also it's you know to note we have a lot of senior debuts um in the men's discipline and i think it's pretty much for uh, the other disciplines as well um one to mention go Goku Endo, who just competed at the World University Games. He's going to be at Nationals making his senior debut. Joseph Klein, who I got to see compete in person at the Junior Grand Prix in Lake Placid in 2019. There's a lot of um new names in the men's discipline. So um it's going to be a really good event. And again, just having, you know, nothing against Nathan, you know, and Nathan having that dominance for the past six years and, and taking the title, it's nice to see we're going to see somebody else at the top. for Yeah, the
0: we're going to see some new faces. Also, there's a lot of unknowns. I mean, we have three spots at the World Championships. Mm-hmm. There are other competitors in here. Liam Kapakis is one of them that has skated. Um, yes. has come through at the right time. Maxime Naumov, Naumov. is coming back to competition. Uh, Tomoki hiwatashi has not had his best season, but will he pull it all together at the U.S. championships? He could. Uh, Yaroslav Paniot injured uh, for most of the fall. Will he get, pull it all together yeah. at nationals?
1: I hope Yaroslav, you know, can... Finish through nationals this season. Um, we remember last season with he, where he withdrew, um, during the event. So I hope he can, um, complete nationals this season and have a good one for him, especially since he is recovering from some injuries. So yeah, yeah it's just gonna be a really good event.
0: I think so too. Jimmy Ma also has been known to skate a fantastic short program, and then. Things might not go so well in the free. So Jimmy Ma is another name. Um, I think it's going to be exciting. They'll end the event uh, on Sunday with the men's free skates. So it's going to be great to see some new faces on the podium. And I'm really excited.
1: Yes, Another one to mention, Daphne, is Jun Soon Kim, who just got his minimum TES scores so he could go out for four continents and worlds if you know he is selected. Um he had the highest score during sectionals of the men. So yeah, he's one to watch. Maybe yeah. a dark
0: horse there. Yeah. So I think there are a lot of dark horses. I I think this is gonna be a great event.
1: Yeah. We're not making any predictions, but just nope. some thoughts on who we think, you know, may uh Make it up on that podium.
0: Exactly. So let's move on to the women's event. Uh, The women's podium will look a bit different. Uh, Our 2022 U.S. champion, Mariah Bell, has retired from skating, as has Alyssa Liu, who was not able to compete at last year's national. She was there, but then... She skated the short, yep, and then withdrew. She has retired. Karen Chen is also not competing this season. But we do have uh, the return of Brady Tunnell. She's a two-time U.S. champion. Uh, she's still climbing back after her injury. And I look forward to seeing what she puts out on the ice when we get to San Jose. Other skaters of note, Isabel Levito. who, wow, I mean, she's had a fantastic senior season. She won Nebula Memorial. She won silver at... John Wilson trophy and Skate America and at the Grand Prix Final. I mean, she has to be a favorite, but I think there are others who who also could land on the podium. Lindsay Thorngren, Audrey Shin, Star Andrews. I mean, she she did get as we talk as we talked about earlier on other episodes, this has been a season of firsts. Star became the first woman of color to medal at a Grand Prix event. Um, There's also Amber Glenn and Gracie Gold. So, yeah, the women's event looks pretty, pretty stacked. Um, We also have the return of Ting Shui. This is her first national since 2019. She had to withdraw after the short program at World University Games. Um, She had COVID a few weeks ago. And it was still affecting her, so she had to withdraw. Again, Ting was on an upward swing until she got injured and has missed a couple of seasons, really. So, so I'm excited to see her skate in person again. Well, Daphne, another one I want to mention
1: with the women that I'm looking forward to seeing, and it's her senior nationals debut, is Ava Marie Ziegler. Uh, Now, I think people remember Ava did compete at Skate Canada International. She finished third in the short program, finished fourth overall. She was very, it was a surprising um, performances from her. So I'm looking forward to seeing how she competes here in San Jose in her uh, first senior nationals.
0: Yeah, she was second at junior last year. And if I remember correctly, she was a last minute replacement Mm -hmm. at Skate Canada and came in and just skated lights out in the short program. So that's, that's pretty incredible, but let's Mm -hmm. move on to the pairs, Gina.
1: Yes. Well, pairs, you know, we, it's a different landscape with new teams and retirements from teams from last season. I mean, Audrey Liu and Misha Mitrofanov, they are no longer skating together. Jessica Calalang and Brian Johnson, Brian, um, retired from skating. Jessica did not say what she's doing, but I know she's pursuing school right now. Uh, Ashley Kane is currently with uh, Disney on Ice, and Timothy LaDuke is now coaching. But those were the top teams um, that we were on the podium last year at Nationals. So we will not be seeing them. We will still be seeing Alexa Kinnearman, Brandon Frazier. Now, we did not see them at Nationals last year because covid COVID. Yeah. So it's nice that we will get to see them at nationals. Um, and we know they have had a really good season since winning the world championships. Um, they have won two grand prix events. Uh, they won the silver medal at the grand prix final. So they're the favorites to win gold here in the pairs, but can't, count out Emily Chan and Spencer Howe in their third season together, second at both Grand Prix events. And they did get to qualify for the Grand Prix final and they were sixth there. And last season they were second at Four Continents. So they are podium favorites here in the Pairs event in San Jose. And they're back after missing last season due to injury. Anastasia Smirnova and Danielle Sitsania, the 2021 U.S. Junior champions, will compete in their first senior nationals. Um, they missed their first Grand Prix, but finished fourth at Grand Prix Espa, and they won Golden Spin. So we'll have to just see how they do in their nationals debut. 2022 U.S. Junior Champions Sonia Barum and Daniel Tumensev. They were the one silver at the Junior Grand Prix Final, competing seniors at nationals. So this is their first senior event. Now, just so you know, and a reminder, we've mentioned this a lot. They're not age eligible for senior competitions um, because Sonia is still very young, um, but. I'm wanting to see how they do with the um, more of the veteran senior teams. Also, Valentina Palazas and Maximiliano Fernandez, who competed at both Skate America and Skate Canada this season, will be at Nationals. Also, Katie McBeath and Nathan Bartholomew, who got a late start this season. Their first competition um, was MK John Wilson Trophy. Um, I'm looking forward to seeing them at Nationals, see how well they're doing since um, John Wilson Trophy because that wasn't their best um, skates. So I'm hoping to see how well they have um, progressed this season. Um, Now, here's the one I'm really looking forward to seeing. Ellie Cam and Danny O'Shea. Um, New partnership. Um, Ellie was... A junior skater at nationals last year. And we know Danny O'Shea was with Chelsea Lou, um, last season. They did not compete at nationals. And of course, Tara Kane was his partner before that. Now they won silver at golden spin and finished first at ice challenge. So this will be their third competition as a team. I have high expectations for them because just based on these two competitions, they look really good. So I'm looking forward to seeing them and looking forward to seeing how this partnership looks, um, on, you know, in person, um, there is quite an age gap. Um, I believe Ellie's like 19 and Danny's in his thirties, I think 31, 31. Yeah. So yeah. Um, so there's a little gap there, but I I want to see how well this team is. I've been excited since hearing they paired up, but then seeing how well they are doing in such a short span of time. Um, yeah. So that's a little bit about pairs, Daphne. I think this one for me is as much as I'm excited for pairs, just as I'm
0: excited for dance. Me too, Gina. (laughs) Dance is going to be so much fun. However, the event is not going to be quite as exciting as it was because one of the teams, Caitlin Hawaii, and Jean-Luc Baker, have withdrawn. They released a statement through U.S. Figure Skating and said that after much consideration, we have decided to withdraw from the 2023 Toyota U.S. Championships. Over the past 18 months, our team has dealt with significant physical injuries that led to challenges in our mental health, and we feel it is in our best interest to prioritize this currently. We are grateful to have the collective support of our whole team behind this decision. Cannot thank them enough. We will use this time to come back stronger with the intention to petition for a spot on the 2023 World Team We here at This Week in Skating send our best wishes to Caitlin and Jean-Luc. Mental health is something that has come to the forefront in figure skating probably over the last four or five years. It's really been on people's minds. Gracie Gold has been one that has discussed her challenges and it's put it on the map for discussion. Others have come forward around the world, and it's appreciated because I don't know that people really understand the amount of mental preparation that goes into um, any sporting event and the complexities around keeping your mind strong while your body is strong at the same time Mm -hmm. and how hard it is to deal with those challenges when you're dealing with injuries plus the pressure of going to the olympics and everything else that's been going on so i know there have been a few folks out there that have been saying well why should they get a a spot on the world team and for the past couple of seasons or at least the last two olympics i believe u.s figure skating has looked at body of work when making international assignments so this is not a surprise and I don't think we would see Caitlin and Jean-Luc left off the world team. I'm hoping that they're mentally and um they're mentally healed at that time so that they can can take their spot at the world championships. Mm-hmm. But you know, we'll see. I'm not sure what US figure skating will do, but I think that qualifying for the Grand Prix final, they've earned their spot on that team. So I don't have a problem with it at all.
1: Yeah, definitely. No, I don't have a problem with it at all. All I was going to say, Daphne, is they're definitely going to be missed at Nationals. I really liked their programs this Me season. Too. And I was looking forward to seeing them again in person. Yes. But as you said, mental health is so important. So while we will miss them, our wishes are going towards them and hoping that they take care of themselves and all is well and that they, you know, will feel ready for the world championships, should they be given that um, spot, a spot. Um, But if they aren't ready for the world championships too, that's okay. They need to take whatever time they need to make sure that they're okay. So, you know, if they feel that they're going to be ready for worlds, great, but if they still need that time and they have to sit worlds out, that's okay too. And it should be okay for everybody. It's, This is a Caitlin and John Luke and their team. It's not, you know, the fans who are saying, well, they, you know, they need, should be ready. They, you know, sat out a few weeks. This is, it's all Caitlin and John Luke and their team behind them. And uh, again, sending all of our best to them. We'll miss them, but we'll know, we'll see them when they're ready back soon.
0: Yes. Well, even without them, we have a full roster of teams. I think Mm -hmm. Ice Dance is pretty deep. It's deeper than it's been in a while. Um, of course, three-time U.S. champions and Olympians, Madison Chalk and Evan Bates, are headlining. Um, they had a slower start to their season. Um, they took some time off after the grueling Olympic season, which no one can begrudge them that, because <laughs> it was a very long season, even for us in the media. was really busy, so they had a slower start. Caitlin and Jean-Luc beat them in the free dance at Skate America, but again, it was really early on and the team did not go out at all for some of the senior Bs or challenger events prior to Skate America. They debuted there, so that was a risk in itself. Um, They also went to NHK Trophy and finished second to Laurence Fournier, Beaudry, Nikolai Sorensen. However, when they went to the Grand Prix Final, things started to right themselves. They were on the podium. They finished second to Piper Gillis and Paul Poirier. I think this is kind of like an upward trip for them. But I have a feeling mm-hmm. that by the time we get to Worlds, it's going to be a lot closer between them and Gillis and Poirier. And we could see quite an exciting showdown um, for that competition. But we're here to talk about Nationals. Chalk and Bates have won this event three times. I think it's likely they're probably going to do it again. However, this field is very deep. The 2021-22 20, pewter medalists, Caroline Green and Michael Parsons, in the off-season went through a coaching change. They won their first Grand Prix medal, a bronze at NHK Trophy. And um, yeah, they are now training at the Michigan Ice Dance Academy with Charlie White, Tanith White, and Greg Zerlin. I think it's been an adjustment for them. Uh, They've always been or had always trained in Maryland or Virginia um, with Alexei Kalayakov and his team. I think that this coaching change is something that's going to help them in the long run. Again, this is a new school. It's probably gonna be a couple of years before we see the true, you know, results mm-hmm. that they can achieve. Mm-hmm. But having Green and Parsons there as kind of a, a lead team for that training group uh has gotta be a positive thing. Uh speaking of coaching changes, Christina <laughs> Carrera and Anthony Panamarenko. They won the twenty twenty pewter medal um they changed coaches before last season, so a couple of years ago now, after finishing seventh last year, they had rebounded with a bronze at four continents. They have gelled in their new training environment now. I feel like they're firmly in there, their style's evolving, they've got this confidence um again, their training with Scott Moyer, Madison Hubble, and Adrian Diaz are there now, I think. I think Madison's influence is coming through on some of the teams that train there, and I think it's mm-hmm. a really good thing. They've continued to have a great season. They won Golden Spin of Zagreb. They were fourth at both their Grand Prix events. I think it could be a little showdown between Green mm-hmm. and Parsons and Carrera and Yeah,
1: and I'm thinking no pewter this time for For either, either of them, I, yes. I think, really, they'll both be on the podium, but who will be... Second and who will be third is going to be what we're all going to be watching for. Because I think it's I think it's going to be close, in my opinion. Um, Just seeing the two of them, the two teams this season, just kind of coming into their own. You know, Christine and Anthony, last season was tough for them because of that coaching change. But Caroline and Michael, you know, I, I think there is the learning curve still with their coaching team. But they've been looking pretty good. I mean, you know, winning yeah. bronze at NHK Trophy. So I'm really excited for this. But Daphne, I know I'm more excited too for the teams that are kind of in the middle of the pack.
0: Yeah, (laughs) it's been a really exciting year for Ice Dance in the U.S. We had 10 teams go out on the Senior Grand Prix. I don't think that's ever happened before. That's valuable experience for teams to get out there in front of those international judges. I wanted to mention that another team, Molly Sesnick, Yehor, Yehorov, had withdrawn due to personal reasons. So we have two new teams that have been added to the roster, uh, Kara Murphy and Joshua Levitt, who have competed at national championships before. Mm-hmm. And then Caroline DePetrie and TJ Carey were added just this week. It's going to be great to see both of those teams at the championships. I saw them at the Ice Dance final. They have beautiful programs and I'm excited that they're going to get this opportunity. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But moving on into (laughs) the rest of ice dance, (laughs) it's going to be really exciting. Um, There are a bunch of teams that are in similar, um, have had similar placements. So I, yeah, I think it's definitely going to be interesting you have Ava Pate and Logan By, who started their season very strong. They won silver medals at three internationals. They were fifth at their Grand Prix in France. Um, they have a, a wonderful free dance to River Dance that I think is going to bring the house down.
1: <laughs> oh yes, I'm looking forward to seeing how the crowd reacts to that River Dance yeah. program.
0: Also, Lorraine McNamara and Anton Spiridonov, they're coming off a silver medal at the World University Games in Lake Placid. They've had a decent season and medaled a few times. Um, Emily Brady and Ian Somerville, they won Ice Challenge. They were sixth at Skate Canada. Similar placements coming together.
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: then we have some new faces as well. Emily Azingis and Vadim Kolejnik, they won the gold at the Ice Dance Final. They won a bronze um, at Golden Spin of Zagreb. Uh, they they have looked on fire since I saw them the first time back in Texas at the Dallas Classic. Also, Isabella Flores and Ivan Desyatov, they were second at the Ice Dance Final. A new team that's gelled very quickly and looks... Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's a lot of fire in them. I'm excited to see if these two teams can shake things up. There's also the Browns, um, Una and Gage Brown. They've not had an easy adjustment to senior, they have not had the results they were probably looking for. These are our 2022 world junior champions, um, and Wolf, Kostin, and Chen, who I don't think. Wolf, Coston and Chen have had mistakes in their programs which have hurt their results, but if they can put two performances together that are what they're capable of, I think we're definitely going to see a good result for them if they're able to pull it together.
1: And we know who will be cheering for Wolf, Coston and Chen in yes. San Jose.
0: <laughs> Karen Chen, I'm still <laughs> expecting to hear you from the rafters. <laughs> So, yeah, so there are 15 teams total at this competition. Um, It's going to be a great event, Gina. I'm really excited to get there and get to photograph it.
1: Yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing it and seeing how these teams all do. Um, Again, it may not be... I think I'm more excited as for the middle of the pack because there's, again, this depth. So, I, you know, I have a feeling of who's going to be on the podium, maybe not exactly in the right placements, but, I again, I'm just looking forward to seeing how some of these new teams do and some of these teams that we've been seeing for a few years. Maybe they've been in junior, coming up now to senior, and just seeing where everybody kind of stacks up in it because, again, we, we have a really strong field. And maybe it's because I've seen these teams – early this season when I was in Lake Placid. So now I'm really looking forward to seeing how these programs have developed, how they have gelled as a team, how they're just looking, you know, together now that we are how many months from that, um, seven months, six months, um, from the Lake Placid, just to see how they've come from then. So, so yeah.
0: Well, I think too, um, it very well could turn out that you're an excellent team with great performances and you finished ninth mm-hmm. or 10th. And that's totally okay because that's how deep this field is. But that's not the only dance event going on at this competition, Gina. Let's talk about the juniors. Yes.
1: The junior event is taking place as well. Um, I will not be there for all of the juniors. I'm hoping I get in in time to see the junior um free dance, I think. I think it's that's late. schedule.
0: It <laughs> is late. I'm hoping Ju- Junior Dance closes everything out on uh Tuesday and Wednesday. It's it's very late. I think it starts at like eight or nine one day and then nine o'clock the next. So it's gonna be it's gonna be late, especially for us East Coast folks that are gonna it's gonna feel like it's two AM. <laughs> I know. I know.
1: Part of me, because I fly in that day and I, and I kept saying, oh, I'll be in time for the junior free dance. And I'm like, well, I feel like making it over to the arena after flying all day, but I think I will. Don't worry. I think I will. Um, cause I've been wanting, I wanted to at least come for part of it. And I hope I will be in the arena for, I believe it's the junior women's free skate. That's Thursday morning, I think. Um, so I will be there as well, but if I'm not there in San Jose, I will still be watching the junior events while I'm getting ready to make my way to San Jose. Um, so let's just talk a little bit about the juniors and who, um, some names to watch for, um, in the men's event. We've been talking about him quite a bit, especially during the junior grand prix series, but Luca Broussard, he won silver at the junior grand prix final. Um, Robert Yampolsky, also um, on the Junior Grand Prix this season, he finished fifth at the Junior Grand Prix Final. Both, I think, are favorites here for the junior men's podium. And then Michael Z has done really well, too. Um, There are a lot of junior men um, that could make the podium here. Um, So I'm looking forward to watching from home. Um, You know, Jacob Sanchez is another one who I've had the opportunity to talk to. He is great personality. Beck Stromer. um, I'm just, you know, naming out some names of some skaters that, uh, you know, are going to be ones to kind of watch in the junior uh, men's event.
0: Well, in junior women, Soho Lee, who won a silver at the JGP in Latvia, is the favorite on paper. Sherry Zhang was about two points away from her at Pacific Coast Sectionals, and Elise Lynn Gracie was third. There's also Mia Bargoat and Katie Krafchak. They are the top two at Easterns and should contend for medals, along with Adele Zhang, Logan Higasi-Chen, who were the top two at mids.
1: Well, the pairs event, and we talked about this, but Kayla Smith and Andy Ding's partnership creates an opening for a team to step up. Now there are only 9 teams in the junior pairs event and it's basically wide open. There's a lot of new partnerships. Um you know, Katherine Rivers is now with a new partner and Timmy Chapman, they were on the junior podium a few years seasons ago. They both have new partners so they could make the podium with their new um partners. It really is wide open. When I was looking at this roster, I was like, "These are some new names, and it's anyone's game now." That you know, with Kayla Smith and Andy Dang kind of opening the door for any team really to take it. And I, you know, it's sad that there's only nine uh, teams competing. We had a couple withdrawals as well. You know, not only Kayla and Andy, there were two other teams that withdrew. So, um, but. It'd be interesting to see. One um, that I do want to mention would be Olivia Flores. Now, that name may ring a bell to people because she is the sister of Bella Flores. Yes. She's competing with her partner, Luke Wang, in the Junior Pairs event.
0: Yes. And she's also doing double duty because she'll be competing in the Junior Women's event. Yes. (laughs) So it will be very busy for Olivia. It's going to be busy for the Flores family at this competition.
1: <laughs> sure will. Sure <laughs> will.
0: <laughs> yeah, I wanted to mention one thing at the Pairs final. Uh, it was Ellie Korotek and Timmy Chapman who finished on top there. So we'll see if they can carry that momentum into this competition. Let's move on to Dance. Most of the podium from last year's event is returning, including champions Lea Nessa and Artem Markalov. Contenders for the podium include Vanessa Pham and Jonathan Rogers, Eliana Peel and Ethan Peel. They were both on the podium last year in third and fourth position. Also, Helena Carhart, Volodymyr Harovi, who finished fifth, Jenna Hauer and Benjamin Starr, and Christina Bland and Matthew Sperry. These are teams that all went out on the Junior Grand Prix this season. If one makes a mistake, the others are there to capitalize. It's very unpredictable for um, the podium. Nessa and Markalov uh, are last year's champions, as I mentioned. But at the dance final, they had some mistakes and were actually uh, beaten by Karhar and Herovi. In the free dance um howard and style were third and famine and rogers were fourth again with these teams the result can be different at different competitions it has fluctuated all around we also have some new faces that have moved up from the novice level and olivia island and dylan kane and julia epps and blake gilman they both were ineligible to compete internationally at the junior level this season but should be age eligible for next year, so they're probably looking to figure out where they fit amongst those JGP teams.
1: Yeah, and they have a little kind of rivalry. I know they're good they friends. They do. They're such but good it's friends. Been,
0: it goes back been, and forth between the yeah, teams. Yeah,
1: between them. It's it's been nice to see. You know them. You know sometimes it's Julie and Blake. Sometimes it's Olivia and Dylan at the top. So I like to see. You know, even though they're. You know, moved up to junior. I want to see how who does better amongst those two. It, you know who who has the advantage in yeah. in that area. But I know Daphne. For you, you've been watching them for a long time. A long time. So they may they be new faces little. to people who are watching juniors um, who may have not been watching that. You know, novice and stuff. But yeah, um, I've enjoyed watching them the past couple of summers in lake placid so i'm looking forward to seeing them in um, the you know nationals here on the junior level
0: yeah well during this week of nationals u.s figure skating is holding their 2023 high performance national development camp these are top finishers at the sectional single pairs and ice dance finals um, there's information we will link in the show notes. Instead of holding the camp after the competition, they're actually going to be holding it during nationals. And if you remember, Karen Chen told us that she would be helping out there. So I'm hoping... Um, I think it's great that they have former Olympians. I No, I think it's great that they have Olympians coming in to talk to the kids.
1: Yes, yes. And you probably see... The skaters taking part in the national development camp when you watch nationals, whether you're in the arena or you're watching on TV, they'll probably pan to them because they sit in a section and they make a lot of noise to get really excited because they get to see the competition while they're there for the camp. Um, I remember in Greensboro, they were there. Um, Nashville, the camp was held after. So this is the first time the camp is going to be going on at the same time as Nationals. But um, they're going to be over at Sharks Ice, which is the practice rink for uh, the senior and junior teams. But they'll be doing, um, they'll have seminars and be doing their programs and things like that over there. It's a great opportunity for them. Um, and then they get to come and watch, um, the senior and juniors, um, compete as well. So you'll look out for them. Just, again, they'll, they'll probably pan to them cause they make a lot of
0: noise. They, they have do. all their
1: flags and they have a lot of fun. So
0: I, I think it's great that they bring them in to watch the competition, especially the novice kids, because they need to see that this is what is next yeah. is, yeah. is this opportunity. Yeah. But that brings us to the end of our little preview. What do you guys think? We're interested in who you're looking most forward to seeing at Nationals. How you think things are going to shape up. So please tweet at us or reach out to us. Yeah. And let us know.
1: I want to know if you're coming to Nationals. If you're coming to Nationals, yeah, let us know. Again, come see us. Daphne might be down in the photos, taking photos. She may be busy, but I will be in the media seating, which I told is sections 110 and 112. So I'm telling you the sections now so you can look out for where the media is. Um, I'm never too far from Jackie Wong. I will tell you that. So yeah, come over, tell, you know, talk to me. I'd love to hear from you and meet you, um, and hear what you think about the podcast. And Daphne may be up sitting with me and when she is not photographing and we may have a little something for you if you come and stop by, just going to tell you that. So, um, yeah, definitely come and say hello, but yeah, if you're not going to be in San Jose, tell us, you know, reach out to us and let us know what you're looking forward to seeing. Um, it's always an exciting time. We get so excited for nationals, and it's hard to believe it's here. Daphne leaves in a couple days, and I leave in about a week, and and it's, it's fun. It's exciting. It's
0: amazing. I'm so excited. <laughs> so, Gina, can you let folks know where they can find us?
1: You can find us on our website. It's thisweekinskating.com. On social media, Twitter, at thiswkinskating. Facebook and Instagram, it's thisweekinskating. We love your feedback or your questions. You can reach out to us on social media or email us at thisweekinskatinggmail.com. At
0: we appreciate all the support we've received via email and social media. Again, we hope to see you guys in San Jose. But with that, we've reached the end of our special Nationals preview episode. Thanks for listening. I'm Daphne.
1: And I'm Gina.
0: And you've been listening to This Week in Skating.
1: Have a great week and safe travels to San Jose!